Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young, and today we have a very exciting episode. We got uh, Brother Dave Cellini with us, and we are going to talk about New Year's goals, setting goals, and I believe it's going to be um, philosophical, practical, and um, big picture stuff we'll be talking about. I think it'll be a blessing to everybody who listens, and so... Uh, we'll kick it off. Well, we're looking at 2021, Brother Dave. Man, it's amazing. When I look back, I was driving over here thinking about that, and you could say we survived 2020 with all of its uh, ups and downs and changes and, you know, speaking of setting goals and, you know, a lot of things that you might have planned to do in the last year might have gotten blown up. A lot of cancellations, a lot of different um, changes in schedules. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this idea of the importance of setting goals and getting things done, and I was reminded of uh, this uh, gentleman that was out uh, golfing one day, mm-hmm. and he, uh, there was this, uh, un- unbeknownst to him, there was this ant farm underneath the tee, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, he went for a swipe, and uh, boy, he completely missed the tee, and ball was sitting there perfectly still, took out half the ant hill, took another swipe, and uh, took out another, basically the rest of the ant hill, and there was Two ants left underneath there in the dirt, and one ant said to the other, said, listen, if we're going to survive this, we better get on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, oh, when it comes it. to setting goals, we uh, yeah. doing things for the Lord. If they get on the ball. Um, yeah, and you look back at 2020 and all the different changes that were made, um, you, could, you could ask, how, could co- how did COVID, how did I improve my life uh, in 2020? How did COVID uh, work for me? Mm-hmm. And I think so many different people had adjusted their lives and had to reevaluate things as mm-hmm. their schedule was unplugged. And Yes, uh, it was a great opportunity to be creative. God definitely kicked us out of our rut. Yeah. And so it was an opportunity. I think in many ways we may have failed, but there's some ways we definitely learned things and grew as a result of it. Absolutely. And this, this podcast is a result. I've wanted to start a podcast forever, mm-hmm. but during the shutdown, I thought, man, now... now more than ever. And uh, people weren't coming up to the church for any reason at that particular time, that six-week period. Right. And that's when I got uh, some of the equipment and started it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then us, like most churches, technology-wise, we really upped our game Yes, uh, and upgraded a lot of equipment, but then really paid attention to how things were going on, on the YouTubes and all that stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, 2020 was an interesting year, uh, but just because we... We wrote goals at the beginning of the year, and a lot of those goals might have been wiped off. Didn't mean that we couldn't grow. Mm-hmm. And really, my my idea, I think that um, success for anybody is measured by growth. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as a Christian. Uh, and then that personal development should happen every single year in every aspect of our life. Yes. Um, and so that's really what we want to do in 2021. We want to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in, in that, with that being said, growth is for you personal. And it's not about measuring yourself against somebody else, but yeah. where you are or where you were compared to where you believe the Lord wants you to be. And we'll talk about having mentors and how important it is to have heroes. And you, you are, um, you know, the Apostle Paul said, mark them that walk so. So I do think you need a tribe of mentors. You need a, an example. Uh, who are the five most influential 
heroes in your life. I don't think you should have idols. I do think you should have mentors and heroes, but uh, you're not to compare yourself among yourself. You are not wise if you do this. Right. You're just trying to personally grow. Uh, and so there is some planning involved in the new year. Um, we said <laughs> before we got started, uh, if you don't plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. There right? you go. And what did George W. Bush say? He said the best made plans are plans that are made. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> uh, and so it is important to make plans. And of course, um, you know, as it says in Proverbs, you know, preparations are in the heart of a man, but the answer is of the Lord. So yeah, we're supposed to prepare uh, and get ready. And we never know. I was telling the church uh, last Sunday, I said, who knows in 2021, we might be saying, oh, that it, we're back in 2020. 2020 mm -hmm. was so much easier than 2021. We just don't know right. what's in store for the future. Uh, but we, uh, we do want to plan. I think uh, really what most of this podcast is going to be about is about how to develop goals. We're not telling you what goals to set, uh, but how to develop goals. And really, if you're going to accomplish certain things, you're going to have to answer what I would call the big why. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to accomplish, do, go, uh, X, Y, and Z? So where do you want to start, Brother Dave? Well, with that, with that thought, you know, when it comes to the why, I, 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 as I prepared my thoughts in regards to this, my mind immediately went to uh, Philippians chapter 3 and the words of the Apostle Paul where he said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And uh, realizing as a, as a great man, man of God that we all look up to, here's a guy that said, I have not arrived, mm -hmm. uh, I've not yet apprehended, and there was a pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. And I think in my mind, as I look at that scripture, he's talking about in the previous verses, I have been apprehended. Why? For a purpose. God had called him to do something. And really the prize in life was to fulfill that calling. Yeah. And so everything we do as we analyze our life and set goals to become a better us is to fulfill, to, to reach that goal of, of fulfilling the high calling God has yeah. placed upon our life. There's so much there, forgetting those things which are behind. Mm -hmm. uh, if you or I accomplished what the Apostle Paul had accomplished at that statement, yes, we would have just sat on our laurels and said, look at all I'd done. Now it's time to retire. It's time to chillax. Yeah. And um, let's just coast here on out. And then every time you talk to somebody, you'll be talking about what, they, what you did back in the past. Right. Or Paul said, I'm forgetting the stuff in 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm pressing towards 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, they say that the reason why the rear view mirror is so small on your car is because you're only supposed to look at it this much of the time. <laughs> the rest of the time, you're looking forward. No, that's good. And, you know, every once in a while, you, you count your blessings, what God has done in the past. Um, and then also, you you know, you look at your failures and you learn from them, but you're, you're pressing forward. Pressing yeah. Forward. When, when you look at that word mark in there, I press towards the mark. We're talking about setting goals. I think the true meaning of there is speaking of, I think the word of God and Jesus Christ, Paul had mentioned that I may know him mm -hmm. in the previous verses. And I think... So Christ is a goal. Absolutely. And, and, the, and then the seeking of our goals, really, I think the success of that is so permeated by our relationship with God, mm -hmm. our seeking him in our private devotions and our walk with the word. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go, you go back to Joshua one, eight, this book of the law, 
you know, that results in good success. Amen. Psalm 1, same thing. So, you know, our walk with God is the, you know, really the, the nucleus of it all. And, you know, that's a, a part of the goal. Those are part of the goals that you set as well. But I think everything else also hinges on that. I'll reference you one time because one time I heard you preach and you talked about uh, a wheel and then Christ is the mm-hmm. hub of the wheel and yes. then everything is spokes out of that hub. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you're talking about uh, your business or you're talking about your family or your health goals or whatever else, Christ is to be the center of all the different spokes in the wheel. He's the hub. I think you call that thing in the middle of the hub, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything's the spokes that go out to your life as a whole should be centered in Christ. So that's very good. So everything has to do with, uh, number one, your relationship with Christ. Yeah, and let me say this for those of you out there who are like me. Um, Brother Jack didn't call me on this podcast because I'm an expert, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we both have a heart for the Lord. We want to improve ourselves for him. But when you look back, um, you know, there's certainly, in my life, I could say there's many regrets, there's many failings, there's many falling short. And, you know, if the Lord's mercies are new every morning, I can assure you they're new every year. Amen. And, uh, you know, we all fell short in the in the previous year in different ways, but that's no reason not to strive for uh, new goals, high goals. You know, they say if you, you know, you shoot for the moon, if you don't make it, at least you'll be among the stars. Right. And so, you know, usually if you meet all your goals, it's probably because you didn't set, set them high way enough. Way too low. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, so there's, there, yeah, every year there's going to be failure, but failure is only a failure if you don't learn from your failure, if you don't get if you do not get up and go forward. Oh, exactly. And um, so the Lord is always at the other side of failure, and we're always learning through our failings in the last year. Um, one of the things I like to do, just by a side note, is, um, you know, I encourage folks is to journal like once a week. It's amazing the stuff like you look over the last year, you'd forget that you even went through or things that you might have been struggling with. I don't call it a diary. I'm not like openly honest. I wouldn't be completely embarrassed if somebody read it because I'm just going to put enough in there to, um, you know, be transparent. But I'm going to say that, um, you know, things about my scheduling. We know what's funny is I was reading 2019 this last week. I'm trying to um, form my goals for uh, 2021, but I was reading 2019 and then 2020. And 2019, I, I kept on putting in my weekly journal. It's funny because you forget what you put in the week before mm-hmm. um, is that I need I need to take better care of my scheduling. Uh, I'm not taking enough time to write. Right. Um, and my ser- sermon preparation is way too crunched. I need to do a better time of scheduling. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, once I hit 2020, I did not complain about that. It seemed like the quarantine like took care of that. Hmm. Uh, when more people stayed away and there was less interference here at church and then the office and everything. Uh, but it's amazing. You, you read through those and you see those areas that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. you see your own idiosyncrasies and you see how can I plan and schedule to help myself in those areas in the coming year. Yeah, it's amazing. It's such a blessing how the Lord works to help us when we genuinely want to grow in those areas and how he brings things into our lives to help us do that. Yeah, yeah. So what do you want, what do you want to do next? Because I've got some um, ideas about just some big picture stuff. Yeah, go for it. And, okay. uh, you know, I'll try to, you know, play off what you say and see how it goes. 
Okay, the, um, I, I was listening to a podcast this, this uh, week, and I couldn't even tell you who the guy was who was being interviewed, but he had coached 17 gold medal Olympic athletes. Uh, one of the things that he has them do is journal, uh, and he has a lot of mind-setting things, like mm-hmm. one, of, one speed skater who did the 500-meter. Uh, he had him write every single day, I love the 1,000-meter, even <laughs> though he hated it. I love the thousand meter. I well, love the thousand meter. Um, but one of the things that he, the exercises he d- does with these athletes is he said, I want you um, to write out your obituary. And he said that none of these athletes, and then he works with businessmen as, as well. He said, none of them put in there, um, I was the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Uh, none of these uh, athletes say uh, that I won five gold medals. They don't want this on their obituary. He said, everything has to do with relationships. Yes. I, you know, I want my children to say um, that I was a loving father. Mm-hmm. I want my wife to say that I always had took time for her and that I loved her and things like that. Um, and so I think one of the important things to do, exercises to do, and this isn't original with me, it's, um, you know, I think, it, it's, there's a biblical principle is that you would write out your own eulogy. Mm-hmm. Um, now with us, with a Christian, what's different than just an Olympic athlete or a business CEO or whatever, uh, is that relationships are what life boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, but our number one relationship as a Christian is with our Lord God. We're going to see him face to face. Yes. Uh, and that is, um, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. That's not talking about you and I standing before a holy, righteous God, giving an account for our life. And this is the God who we love and who died for us on the cross. We have to give an account for him when we die. Um, so our obituary is bigger than what the world's is. But um, who are the people that are going to speak at your funeral? And what do you want them to say about you? Mm-hmm. So when you're, you know, you're, laying on your back, you're looking up at the bright lights and this is it. You're taking your last breath. Who's going to be around your bedside? Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to be at your funeral and what do you want them to say about you? Um, and so I, I could think off the top of my mind, I got mine written. I look at this every week. Um, and so I want to be remembered as a man who loved God, family, and God's people. Um, and I had that in order in particular because um, I love my church family, but I know ultimately the people who I had the most impact on is gonna, are going to be my wife and children. Mm-hmm. So I love God, I love my family, and then I love God's people in that order. Um, and so they can testify to that. And then a man who knew the Word of God, I'm going to be remembered by my family, my church family, my extended family, and uh, the brethren. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I will glance at and I'll, um, I'll, I'll say this cause I don't, I don't, don't want to miss it later on is that if you write down your goals for the year, put them in a place where you can see them at least once a week. Cause you've got to remind yourself. Yeah. Very important. Of your targets. I was, you know, as I was preparing and you had talked about bringing up our goals from last year, honestly, I was like, and I wonder where that is, you know, and I yeah. thankfully did have done some journaling and I was able to find. Them. Okay, okay, yeah. So I, I, I'm a, I'm a day planner guy. Mm-hmm. I, um, I do know how to use uh, computers somewhat, <laughs> and I do keep somewhat of a digital calendar. Uh, but I like having the physical day planner, and I have that broken up into sections. And it's something that I go through every single week. I look at last week's uh, schedule, and I look at this coming schedule. I look at the whole year uh, calendar, and then uh, there's different lists that I go over. 
um, and I review once a week. So one of the things that I will do, it just works for me, is I do have uh, my weekly schedule outline. That's It's going to be different than my goals for the year. Mm-hmm. And then I have my goals for the year after that. Um, so here's, here's a couple other questions um, as far as forming your goals for the year. As said, this is a brilliant statement, is that we overestimate our year, but we underestimate our five years or our 10 years. It just takes a long time to get good at anything. I mean, the 10,000-hour rule. Uh, and so ask yourself, what what do you envision your life or what would you like your life to be like in five years? What would you like to uh, your life to look like in 10 years? Um for me personally, for instance, I'd like to be a better podcaster. I do write, um, and so I want to be a better writer. I think in five or ten years, I mean, I have written enough on the blog to write a book. It's only, right. a book is only it's like two hundred thousand words, mm-hmm. and so I mean, I've written over two hundred. Yeah, blogs I mean, you could like certainly a write a pieces. devotional book without with those. <laughs> right, and so um, so I I think that some five ten years from now, I'm not saying that this is what the Lord has, but I would like to. Uh, in my own mind, write a book, but I would have to come up with what I'd want to write a book on and what I want to devote that much time on. So I want, but from now till then, I want to develop writing skills. Also, I want to be a better preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so different things go. One of my goals for this next year, just don't tell my church people, <laughs> is uh, I do want to preach shorter because I'm just like, I never had this problem when I was. Um, first starting out, everyone loved it. When I preach, I thought it was cause I was so good, but yes. in all actuality is cause I preached for like 25 minutes mm. and I preached really, really fast. Cause I had to get everything out really quick before I <laughs> forgot what I was going to say. Uh, and then I was done. Um, and then, you know, so now man, I get done. I'm like, man, I just preached for like 55 minutes on Sunday morning. You know, I gotta, I gotta scale this bank. Uh, but I'm going to keep on. And, and if you're going to grow too, you have to adjust your life. You have to be willing to grow and develop and change. So, um, I want to be a better uh, preacher, you know, in the, in the church. So h- how's it going to look like this year? I'm shooting for the five year, the 10 year goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to work on it from year to year to year. And again, you, you overestimate what you can do in a year, but underestimate what you can do in five years or 10 years. And so look at the long term. And then also I would think to examine yourself, um, what advice, let me, let me give you this. Hey, can, can I yeah, interrupt you for a second? So in regards to that long, long-term stuff, because I, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I struggle with because, you know, it's like if you're out there like me and you're like, you're just trying to survive the day, mm-hmm. it's like, God help me today, mm-hmm. you know, and, and but early, it is important to look into the future and everybody's dynamic is different. When I look at my life and I try to see what it looks like in five years, I mean, now my kids are in their late teens. Mm-hmm. And so, realistically... How old are you? I'm 41. And so, how many more years do you want to be in the ministry? Well, You're hoping like 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For as long as you live, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, you might have three decades left. Mm-hmm. You might have four. Right. So, this, there's you got a lot of time. Yeah. Well, Lord it, willing. <laughs> we no, see. Absolutely. You might, you might die of COVID, but... Yeah. Well, in the five, <laughs> 10 year range, you think about preparing yourself as, as a dad, for instance. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be a dad of a guy that may not live outside my house. You know, when you're at the, that stage where you're, you're trading, um, you know, rules for a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and you want your kids to connect with you, you know, as they get older and just, 
you know, because if, you know, if you're a parent and you're just relying on your authority and you're not building influence, you know, th- that five, 10 years is going to come up and you're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, why does my kid not, you know, want to talk to me or, you know, so your parenting goals this year are going to be different than when your kids were five. That's right? a huge part of my, my structure for, for preparing, yeah. you know, my relationship with my children right now. That's a big one. So let me ask you this. If you had a time machine, you could go back 10 years and you, oh could, boy. you could talk to 31 year old Dave, what would you tell him? I would definitely tell him to spend more time individually with the children and do not underestimate the late elementary, early teen years as far as what they're uh, receiving, what they're understanding. Talk more about uncomfortable things and just develop a line of communication so that, um, you know, sometimes just time goes by. Yeah. And you're like, sometimes you have to approach things and it's awkward because you allowed that to happen. Yeah. By, by not how, being how close. How about this? What, um, how about life in general? What would you tell yourself about, you know, if you're, you're, you've got a time machine, you're going back talking to 31-year-old Dave, what would you tell him about, like, just life and ministry in general? I would, first thing that comes to my mind is to do, and this may sound basic, but to really do what you think God wants you to do and not be so influenced by the fear of man. Were you, did you feel very, very pressured at 31 to perform? Definitely. I mean, I my whole life, that's a, that's a weakness of mine. I'm mm-hmm. a people pleaser, mm-hmm. and I find relevance and credibility in what people think of me. So what do you think that your 51-year-old self would tell yourself today? Probably the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. So I, I think because we're, we're the same makeup, we're the right. same model. So if I had a time machine, I went back and talked to, I'm one year older than you, so I talked to 32-year-old Jack Young. And yeah, I'm like stressed to the hill. And really, in all actuality, I'm doing a pretty uh, good job you know, from man's perspective, I'm not saying for God, so we'll see when we get the judgment day. <laughs> right. Um, the as far as, pa- you know, yeah, pastoring um, at 32 and, you know, um, I'm frustrated because there's not like, you know, 150 people on Sunday and um, or, you know, if, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, man, Jack, you're such a loser. You need to perform more. And so I, so I could tell those same things to myself. So what I would tell to my 32 year old self is work, work very hard, um, do good quality work, um, and spend time with your wife and your kids. Again, they're going to be there on your deathbed. These other people are going to forget your name. Oh yeah. By then they're not even going to know who you are. You know, I love the statement that, you know, that's your wife. The church is God's bride. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. And we're not by any stretch, neither one of us believe in laziness at all. I believe in hard work. And then also someone says, well, I'm going to be a family man. They use it as an excuse to like sit on the couch and watch TV with their family or some, something. <laughs> <laughs> what we're, we're talking about working very hard, 50, 60 hours a week, probably in the ministry, if we're honest, like just on a normal week. Uh, but we're talking about when you're mm-hmm. with your family, you strongly connect with them. And that's another challenge that I have. Like mm-hmm. if I'm in the car with my wife driving somewhere, I'm like back at the office mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. And what I have to do is say, no, this is Jack and Julie time. Yeah. 
no one else exists right now. I got to spend time with this woman. And so right. I think that's what we're really getting at. Yeah, like in that message you mentioned with the with the wagon wheel, it's yeah. you know, one of the thoughts is that the most what's the most important thing in my life? It's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That if you've arranged your priorities correctly, what you're doing right now is the and most important that's thing. That's the I think that's the power of knowing your goals and mm-hmm. again it's really um, what God has put in your heart to do. Mhm articulating them so that when you are performing your task, you are convinced, yes. you are convicted that this is what needs to be done right now. Um, another thing is that you look at everything as work. And here's what I mean by that, okay? Um, my health goals, mm-hmm. okay? So I go to the gym. It's gym time, man. I'm there, and that's part of, that's helps me in every other aspect of my life. Um, and so I can push everything else out. It's not crowded in because I'm convicted. I have a conviction about um, the, the benefits of me uh, exercising. Mm-hmm. And then um, if I'm with my wife or family, everything else is out of the picture. Now, mm-hmm. again, I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, but um, you know, if I've scheduled time and that's part of my s- schedule, so it's actually part of my work because it all is part of the spokes that go into the wheel. Uh, so family time, that's part of your job, man. That's every bit as important as you sitting in the office and preparing a sermon. Absolutely. Because it's scheduled. It's set. Everything else is out of the picture. And if you're on vacation, you know what? Do vacation. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, why are you doing it if it's not important anyway? Right. Right. And, you know, Jim Elliott, missionary to Aka Indians, who's martyred, he has a great quote on that. Wherever you are, be all there. It's so important. Live to the hill. Every situation mm-hmm. you believe to be the will of God. Yeah. And think of the Lord. He said, take no thought on the morrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and tomorrow's going to have sufficient unto the days, yep. the evil thereof. Tomorrow's going to have its own problems. Uh, just live today. Mm-hmm. And as, as somebody said, you, you die between two thieves yesterday and tomorrow you got to live today. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the way that you live today is you see the big picture of your life and you formulate goals, you formulate prior- well, actually priorities first, and then you see how it disseminates into your week or into your schedule. Um, for instance, like, you know, you want to connect with your wife and you want to have a very strong, powerful, meaningful connection. Well, you better have a date night. Mm-hmm. And it's probably important to, to schedule it once a week. Now, it might not. Hopefully, work my out wife once doesn't week. listen to this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, they won't. Our wives won't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, you know, he said, This one thing I do. And you consider, in our day and age, this, they considered a great skill multitasking, which I think is way overrated. And the evidence is out. It has been tested. You cannot multitask. People who say, I'm a good multitasker, they've tested people, I mean, scientifically, universities and stuff, and given them multiple tasks to do at the same time, and they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to focus on one thing at a time. Block it off and go for it. Right. Um, so I have, a f- I have a few other things. You jump into something, brother Dave. So in terms of setting goals and a lot of this is preliminary to actually doing it but i think that i want to say setting setting goals is about stewardship stewarding your life you know the scripture says in 1 corinthians 4:2 moreover is it required in stewards that a man be found faithful and you know our life is a gift from god 
and every aspect of our life. And, you know, my mind goes to Proverbs 27, 23, where it says, be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself the question, you know, what are my flocks? And you've got to know uh, what it is in, that makes up your life. And there may be things in your life that need to be taken out of it, need to be added to it. And as was mentioned earlier, much of that has to do with your relationships your relationship with God, of course, your marriage, family. If you go to Ephesians 5 and 6, it talks about the various relationships and the, and the responsibilities. I think one thing that, you know, and you, you know, touched on it with health is, is, is yourself mm-hmm. really caring for yourself because you cannot be for others what they need you to be if you're not what you ought to be personally. That's right. A little note on health is like if you were had a farm and you had cows, you'd be rigorous uh, feeding them a certain kind of diet because they'd produce more milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had pigs, you would feed them a certain kind of grain because you're going to get an extra chop out mm-hmm. of their loin. Yeah. And it's going to um, have this much more uh, money. You, you listen to the radio and uh, you hear commercials for Dynavite, and they say, "My, once my started feeding my dog Dynavite, <laughs> they stop scratching and if, uh, itching. They don't smell as much, and they have more energy." And I, I think, man, I know a lot of people who need to eat Dynavite mm. <laughs> <laughs> instead of feed it to their pets. And then um, you find out, you read about this, is that people, if if their veterinarian gives them medicine for their dog, they are like way more likely to give that to their dog than if their doctor gave them a prescription to take for their own health. Interesting. Yeah. So you, a lot of times you'll treat your animals better health wise than you'll treat yourself. It's true. And so you, yeah, you got to steward your health. You know, we're body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And we act like those are three separate things, but they're all connected. Absolutely. The Bible says the body is the temple, the Holy Spirit. How many times have you struggled in your walk with God because you didn't get enough rest? Mm-hmm. You didn't, that last night you ate pizza at midnight, mm-hmm. and it's just... You got a bad cold, sinus infection, you feel like you lost your salvation. Yeah, how's your spirit? How's <laughs> yeah. your joy? How's your peace? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And so all those things we've got to manage Yes. In our life and setting goals to do that. What time are you going to go to bed? What's your schedule? So, so somebody said there's 83,000 seconds. Is it 83,000 seconds in a day? Your dad would know. Okay. <laughs> he mentioned so, it. Yeah, so... 168 hours. I know that. Okay. In a week. So, yeah. So if somebody gave you $83,000 to invest every day... Yes. You would, like, study the stock market nonstop. You would, like, read Wall Street Journal and... Mm talk to Warren Buffett and everything mm-hmm. else to see how to be a good steward. Mm-hmm. But you're given this thing called life, yes. which is even more valuable than money. Mm-hmm. So you're dead. You can't enjoy any monetary things. Um, and so we ought to be good stewards. Yeah. Yeah. Every aspect of life. That's a great point because you could look at your life roles as checking accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a balance in each one of your account and you get out of something what you put into it. You know, yeah. what's the balance of your marriage? What's the balance of your ministry? You know, so yeah. very important. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of good journals out there. I can't have any that I particularly recommend, um, but you know, they'll have assessment at the end of the week and you answer the question. <laughs> it's very good to pause yeah. and look back on the day or on the week and see what areas were lacking. How can you make up for it in the next week, the following week? That's good. Yeah. You got any other thoughts about big picture stuff? 
we can kind of get into the minutia at the yeah, end. Yeah, let me ju- just one one more brief thing. And and in terms of setting goals, I think it, with our own human nature, we always have to be mindful of our own personal ambitions, and 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 compare that to what we're doing in regards to is this, is this for the glory of God? Mm-hmm. You know, is what I'm doing, what I'm trying to attain, is it for His glory or, or mine? For mine? Yeah, yeah. So that's an important thing to consider. And then as you set goals, as you plan you are yielded to God can change anything in time. And we're talking about yearly goals, but the truth is that's a long time. And mm-hmm. like he, you've mentioned, you know, checking up on those on a week and in a month. And there's things that happen to me throughout the year that I know God wanted me to refocus in a certain area because it needed attention. Yes. So, you know, we're, we're yielded to the Lord in that way. Yes. And um, I really, I think that yearly goals are really are going to be big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you ought to think about, people ought to think about doing monthly goals because a lot of times a month is a shorter amount of time and, yeah. you know, you're more dialed in and then it's over in a month. It's not something that you're designated to for a year. So you might have a yearly goal that you could break off into different um, months, just smaller yeah. segments. That's honestly something I've been considering. Like, could, for one aspect of my life is the youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we'll set yearly goals. We want to do this, read the Bible or whatever. And it's like, that is a long time to stay inspired. And yes. I was like, you know what? Maybe we'll, this year, we'll say, hey, let's let's do this. We'll we, do, set 12 different goals yes. and just kind of re-energize it every month of what we're going to do. I have about eight different monthly challenges for um, the church people. And we've done some of them here. Like, for instance, for like one month, you'll set an alarm on your phone that you're going to pray for one person in particular at that time when that alarm goes off, whatever time of the day is. Mm-hmm. And so it's something simple, but it's like, it's pretty cool. Oh, very productive. And, yeah, very meaningful. Then, uh, we had a challenge to read through the New Testament. If you read through the New Testament in a month, uh, you would get a, a New Testament at the end. So people can put up with about anything for you know 30 days and they're over with. And another, another one, we wrote out the book of 1 John. Uh, uh, and that was, there was a month to do that. And um, mm-hmm. so it's nice to have a month challenge. And sometimes that's a little bit easier. So you want to grow in your knowledge of the Word of God. Um, so maybe there's a month that you pick and say, you know what, this month I'm going to read the New Testament through. Or I'm going mm-hmm. to study... For a month, the book of whatever, First Peter, Second Peter, something like that, and uh, you you break it down into more digestible mm-hmm. segments. Yeah, last when we did our one of our first podcasts on, <clears throat> excuse me, Bible reading. Mm-hmm. You know, I had already set goals for Bible reading of that year, but and in, in preparing for that, God worked in my heart, yeah. and I ch- I completely changed what I was doing, and and since that time, I mean. I can't tell you, I have been richly blessed by the transition I made at that moment mm-hmm. uh, in my personal relationship with God's Word. So, you know, thanks to you for that influence in that situation. It was it really worked out. Well, we a do these podcasts because they're a blessing to us first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone else listens, um, you know, they've, they've, hopefully they'll be a blessing to you as well. But yeah, yeah, when, yeah, that's neat. Now, uh, one big picture thing too that I'll throw in there, and you mentioned something about that too is um, walk with wise men and thou shalt be wise. Companion of fools will be destroyed. Mm. Uh, and there is a principle. It says in Hebrews chapter number 10, a lot of times we quote, uh, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together for as much more as you see the day approaching. Uh, but also in that same chapter is a verse that talks about whose faith follow. Uh, and so there should be great... We 
Anyone who's successful stands on the shoulders of others. They've had other mentors that have other helpers who has who have inspired them along the way um, to do things. And anybody who's done anything great for God or has been influential has had people in their life. They've been they have some sort of a a tribe, a group of people who have influenced them. And, um, you know, Paul said, mark those who walk so. And then he says, you have us for an example. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, So one of the things that I would do too, and just the big, in your big picture, as far as setting your goals is uh, who are my mentors? Who are my heroes spiritually? And I think that you ought to be, you ought to write those people down. And then when you're, you're doing something or getting involved in something, you'd say, let's bring out my five mentors. <laughs> Would they do this? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, or if they set, if I set them in a room, I mean, some of them might be dead. Some of them you might've never met like, you know, cause you, but they influence you through books or literature or something like that. What would their counsel to me be? And uh, so they're your, your multitude of counselors that you can mark. Uh, and, and really, if I'm going to make a decision about something, I think, you know, I don't do this alone. I'm, I'm doing this with, I've got my, I've got my tribe. I've got the people that I look up to spiritually and I'm bringing them along with me. Mm-hmm. Amen. You, you know, another scripture comes to my mind, I will get me into the great men. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you mentioned that about books, because a lot of times people will think of people that are alive today. And, you know, I think early on in my Christian life, I limited myself so much because of my failure to read read great bi- biographies of great men. And I limited myself to unproven men, people that might have been dynamic. Yeah. And uh, I, I just was robbing myself. And I tell you what, you, you, you fill your mind and you get yourself into people like E.M. Bounds or Charles Spurgeon. I tell you what, when I read these men, I am inspired to be... Yeah what God wants me to be more than anything. They, anyone yeah, they, they lived and they die. Their life is sealed. We saw what the end thereof was. Yes. And, um, yeah, they were not perfect. We're not talking, again, we're not making idols out of men. <laughs> and that's why you want more than one hero, really. You're not just trying to uh, pattern your whole life after one person. And you're not comparing yourself with them. But, yeah, they are your counselors. They are your friends uh, in this life, companions to help you uh, a long life's journey. So practical goals, man. Let's talk. Let's go down into the weeds a little bit. Okay. Um, I've got with me my 2020 goals. Again, I, I look at these once a week. And um, some of the goals I, I reached this past year, some of them uh, I did not. My goals are broken down into categories. Top of my list is uh, Bible reading. I think that's the number one thing that you can do in this life, period, because that's yes. what God speaks to you. Right. Um, I have prayer goals. That's number two. And the reason why that's number two is not number one is because I don't know what to talk about with God if mm-hmm. not, God's not talking to me. So i got to have Bible reading goals, prayer goals. Uh, I have learning. I have reading. I have blog I have, that's my writing, um, journal. Um, I have health. I have sermons, outreach, my schedule, things that um, I need to schedule, adventure. I have kids on that list. 
And then I have, as we mentioned earlier, I have my obituary. So I, you know, I look at that again, it's very small. I'm not writing out paragraphs, but, um, it's just a summary of, of who's going to be in my funeral and what I'd like for them to say. And then last is a uh, devotions. And this has to do with my kids. And this has also to do with, uh, my wife. So my family devotion, that's on my list. You have any categories like that? Yes, I do. I mean, one, those are really good, and there's not much I could really add to that. When I'm looking at the, the different roles in my life and I'm considering how I might improve in those areas or grow in those areas, when I look at the ministries that I'm involved in in my, in my local church, I think that uh, you, you mentioned the, this thought about obituary, which I think is really good, and I thought I thought that I was weird for being morbid, and uh, but I often am, and I think about, you know, not only my own funeral, but my I think of my wife's funeral. Mm-hmm. I think of, God forbid, if something happened to my kids in an untimely way and, you know, living my life in such a way that I wouldn't have regrets. And kind of a, a weird thought, and I've heard this before, this is certainly not original with me, but is to picture the potential within your life, the talents you have, the giftings that you have, and picture those as in a personified way. Mm-hmm. And they're standing around your casket and your the, your spiritual gifts, your talents, what God has equipped you. And they're standing around you looking at you saying, why didn't you use me? Why didn't you develop me? Mm-hmm. You know, and so much was left on the table. And you look at the ministries in which you serve. Say you work uh, as a choir member or in a Sunday school class or in some aspect of the ministry. And there there is a potential of you of of productivity of fruitfulness mm-hmm. and you want to look at that in depth and this takes sitting down thinking meditating um, looking where you're at um, what's the present reality you know you know what what's the truth you know be honest with where you're at right now and say you know where do you want this to be what what if you did it right what would this look like in 12 months mm-hmm. and then you say okay how am I going to make that happen? Yeah. And, you know, it, what, what is the pathway? Mm-hmm. And another thing that is so important, goals don't make you successful. Habits do. That is so true. You've got to have good habits. Discipline, habits. You, you can, you could pray for two hours every day. Yeah. If you just, if you yeah. decided to. Yeah. You know, you, uh-huh. you know things like that. I yeah. mean, the discipline. But you're gonna and have to. You're gonna have to schedule it. It's yeah. gonna have to be a part of your schedule, right? Uh, yeah. And so my, you know, my Bible reading won't get into that. We we did a podcast on Bible reading, but um, and mine's gonna look different than Dave's, and Dave's gonna look different than yours, and and um, so everybody has their own Bible reading schedule, prayer time. Um, you know, I usually block off time for my devotions, but one of the things I want to do every week is schedule a prayer meeting with mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you don't schedule it, it's not going to get done. Um, reading, uh, that's something I, you know, I have particular goals. Um, my goals have been the same for reading every single year. It's like read one book a week. Um, this past year, for whatever reason, I like blew past it. I was like, I'm less like at 64 books. Um, Amen. And so next year it's going to be the same. It's going to be one, one book a week. Um, again, with my writing, I can tell you this, I'd love to do a podcast about writing. I'm trying to be a better writer. Um, but I know what you have to do to be a better writer is you have to write every day. 
Right. You've got to write junk. Mm-hmm. You've got to write trash. <laughs> yeah, and you got to be willing to put out that first book. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really, it's just, um, you know, it's funny because people say, well, I think I'm going to write a book someday. I'm like, well, how much are you writing now? Yeah. They're not writing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you just got to write trash, throw most, you know, 90% of it out, save the good 10%. Um, and so I have to schedule that. I have to schedule that. And what I do, for instance, this is just an example. Maybe it'll help, help you folks. I, I, my goal is to write for a half an hour a day. Now there's certain days I don't like Saturday and Sunday. I don't most of the time on Monday. I don't, uh, but at least four days a week, I'm just writing for a half hour. A lot of times I write more than that, but at least I know it's only a half hour. And so I don't feel very inspired, but I'm going to set, I will set the timer, uh, for a half hour and sit. What is it that you're writing? I'm writing for my blog. What I, what I'll do is I usually take like I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do one on remember Lot's wife because that was a sermon. I've got the sermon notes and then I'm gonna flesh it out so it's readable. I'll probably drop off a point or two for my sermon, and then I think you've read my blog once or twice, but um, a couple yeah, times. Yeah. So remember <laughs> Lot's wife, and now I'll, are you I'll summarize actually it. writing or are you typing? I'm typing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean by writing. Okay. writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll sit at the computer and write and rewrite and rewrite. And um, yeah. I, I like I don't I don't know how to sit down and write this way other than journal. I do old school journal, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I'll type and then erase something or like retype the paragraph up here mm-hmm. again to make it sound more fluid. And then yeah, so I'm writing and deleting and changing words and all on word processor. So, so, so when you're when you're reading brother brother Jack's uh, blog, you're not reading something that was copied and pasted from uh, some website, or it's something that he's uh, taking no, time. No, you know what? And it, you know, it's like I've been complimented this way before. People said, "Where did you get that from?" They just <laughs> can't like, believe it actually came from you, huh? <laughs> An idiot like him could write. Something. Um, well, praise the yeah, Lord. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go put it in your Google search engine, see where it comes up. It's only going to come up one place, and yeah. that's uh, on on pastorjack.org. Amen. Um, so journal, I journal once a week. Again, I highly recommend that. And then just it's just a matter of you're not going to feel inspired every week to write in your journal. Just open up your journal and just write whatever comes to your mind about last. Last week, what what took place last week? Uh, what was the pros? What was the cons? Any advice to yourself? Just write it down. And again, you could take like fifteen minutes and do it, and you'll thank yourself later. And it's just a way to stay clear. And many, 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 many people, past, present, and someday future, uh, successful people, keep a journal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got people who are multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, movers and shakers, most of them keep uh, some sort of a journal just to keep account to themselves. Um, well, we're so blessed with information of great men of the past because of their journals. Books have been written. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And every president, when he leaves office, he always writes a memoir. You know why? He can write a memoir is because the whole time he was in office, he kept a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, people have just done that. And then... Um, this would apply to to preacher sermons, different things that uh, I'm I'm pushing to, uh, pushing towards um, outreach. Uh, here was last year. Ask one person a week to go visiting with you, uh, and so I'm going to try to incorporate this in this next year. Of course, we're in COVID. That's a little different. Adventure worth things that I can take my family. Uh, Brother Dave and I we took um, he took his boys. I took one of my boys um, up hiking in the mountains and camping. Uh, so this was an, an adventure. Uh, what's different things around you that you could go do and get out of your shell? 
Um, and then I have uh, the kids, you know, things that I, I, I want to do more with them. And then I have devotions. I know this coming year. Now, the kids, we, we try to do family devotions at the dinner table. But this coming year, uh, one of the things that um, I'm going to be doing uh, with my wife is I've got two old school morning and evening devotionals with, of uh, Charles, Charles Hand Spurgeon, like the, the big, I don't know when these things were produced, big brown devotional. And I've been given two of them over the last several years. I thought, hey, Jill and I will read that together. And since we have two of them, she, she can read along uh, as I read. And then she, next night she'll read and mm-hmm. I'll read along. So that's like, that's a devotion goal for this next year is it read mm-hmm. through morning and evening. Well, actually evening. We're not reading morning. Every um, every day with my wife mm-hmm. and then the kids at bedtime. So that, that's just like some of the categories of goals for this next year. Amen. And then health goals. So... I know Dave's got a lot of health goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I try to, you know, I'll try to eat clean this this year. One of the things that I did um, is I signed up for three half marathons. The first one is on January the 1st. And then three months later, there's another one. Then three months later, there's another one. Three months. So four, they're spread out over the year. So I know that'll keep me honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that uh, I'll always kind of be hanging over my head that I've got a test coming up um and so that's that's one of the health goals this next year Mm -hmm. when i was looking back over some of my goals from last year i noticed uh i just was kind of remembering i was going through some health issues Uh, i was preparing for surgery uh, with some some things i was dealing with and i know that uh influenced me having to uh, be more purposeful with my diet and also uh, one aspect was with hydration and we've talked a little bit about this uh, uh, in our own conversations mm-hmm. but um you know that was a, a big thing for me because i was i was struggling uh my body was struggling because of just not drinking enough water mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's and, and it's it's something simple like oh it's so simple but yeah. it is uh, it is a profound yeah you try to benefit drink half your body weight in ounces every day and it sounds easy but it's it's uh yeah but it, to me, that that lends to effectiveness in ministry because I use my voice, I use my throat, mm-hmm. and on Sunday I'm weak, and I have a whole day to have a strong voice. And if I'm squeaking on Sunday night, I, I can't properly communicate to God's people. And so, like we said before, body, soul, and spirit—it's all connected. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a trichotomy, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, first is spirit, obviously. You know, secondly is soul. That's the seat of your emotions, and that is all your relationships. But then, uh, you need your body to fulfill those things. And if your body's sick and it doesn't have energy and it feels miserable, um, you know, your the spirit and and your your soul are not going to be able to uh, minister to others and in, in this world like uh, it was meant to be. So. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Any other practical things for the folks? No, I'm good. I just had uh, one little commercial I'd like to do at the end. Uh, I don't know yeah, if now's a good time. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me say this for your commercial. Um, is you go over the big picture stuff, and then I'd write out specifically, uh, and you're not going to hit every mark, um, and the, the, your goals for the year are going to be big picture, and um, how is this going to flesh out? What's this going to look like in you know January 
uh, February, March, what's going to look like in the summertime, what's going to look like in the fall, uh, and try to be uh, practical when you're building a schedule, building habits, structuring habits around uh, these goals that you want to perform. And then also, wherever you write these things down, uh, it might be on a three by five card that you're going to tape to your mirror or uh, in your office drawer or somewhere where you can see this. I would say at least once a week, you keep this stuff in the forefront of your mind in the forefront of your eyes so you know what you're aiming at. Um, and uh, so I hope this was a blessing to you. I do appreciate Brother Dave. He's got Furtherance Media. We put a good plug in for him on one of the podcasts that was um, uh, winter outreach. But tell us about what you're going to tell us about. All right, so first and foremost, I enjoy the privilege of being an assistant pastor at Heritage Baptist Church, work for Pastor Tim Young, and that is the you know a great honor in my life. The Lord's allowed me on the side to uh, have a business and a ministry to uh, our our like-minded independent Baptist churches, and uh, we we build and maintain websites for them. But something that the Lord has uh, led me to be more involved in doing is encouraging churches to uh, do mass mailings. We in this last year with COVID, our our door-to-door, uh, more confrontational style of soul winning was somewhat interrupted. And depending on your opinion about what you ought to do. Uh, in this certain climate that we're in, um, this is an aspect, you know, we have a responsibility to, to continue to reach our communities with the gospel, um, and there's a unique way that you can do that through the postal service, and you can, it's called Every Door Direct Mailing, and it can be somewhat confusing if you've never done it before, but I've now I've done it a few times. I had the privilege of helping uh, Brother Terry Fenton and Brother uh, Travis Smith over at Buckley Road and uh, now another gentleman up in Watertown um, at the Fellowship Baptist Church. We're going to be helping him. And I, a couple of years ago, we did it here with the Lighthouse. Yeah. And so to me, it's just a great privilege to be able to help another church get the gospel to their community. And there's, spec, there's specs that you need to follow in order to be approved to do that. But um, there's a, 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 a smaller cost for postage. Uh, to do it this way, but it gets the gospel to every door. The people um, have to receive it. They can't say, we don't want it. Everybody gets their mail. And uh, it's if you're not, you know, if you're a little leery about inviting people to church right now, uh, I understand that, but you can get your live stream information. You can get, have the gospel on there. And, uh, you know, however you think is wisest to do, but at least you're continuing to sow a seed in your community. And uh, you, you can call me on my cell phone, uh, it's 315-573-4508, or you can um, just go to my website, furtherancemedia.com, to get my information. So I'd be glad to help you that uh, any way that I could. Yeah, that is a fantastic way to get into people's doors. They have to look at your material. Uh, even if they're throwing it straight in the garbage, they still saw your church, they saw your information on there, and um, Brother Dave can make a big enough um Two, two falls ago, we did a mass mailing. I know we did one uh, through Brother Dave for uh, Christmas Eve candlelight. I think it was last year, wasn't this year? And um, but the one, the one every door direct mail, the uh, back to church one has a gospel right in the back. So you're, you know, ten thousand people mm-hmm. receive the gospel inside their mailbox. And it's a wonderful opportunity. And we were when we were up at uh, Watertown in particular, we always mailed out. It was through um, it was a nonprofit mailing permit that we had, and it, it took it was a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. EDDM is a lot 
easier. <laughs> but um, we would mail out about 50,000 pieces every single year there. We were close to military base, and it was very effective since we couldn't knock doors there. But, yeah, in COVID climate, that is a good rate, good, a great way for outreach. So uh, make sure that you make yourself available to that. Furtherancemedia.org. Dot com for thismedia.com. Well, thank you so much for um, staying tuned if you're still with us at this point. And uh, we, we I, I thought it was, man, I thought it was exciting. I was excited about this podcast, excited about setting my goals. Not quite uh, done for 2021. I'm working uh, my way towards that. Uh, but uh, if you watch the podcast today, uh, please like, subscribe. You can find our channel, Pastoral Thoughts, on YouTube. And then also you can, um, uh, wherever good find find podcasts are uh, downloaded on eight different platforms. You can find the Pastoral Thoughts uh, podcast. And if you can, write us a review and share this podcast, and we'd appreciate that. So God bless each and every one of you. I hope you have a wonderful day.